Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the best connections to get it done. Here's your host, Dick Crawford. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Eyes West. This is Dick Crawford, and today's introduction was from today's guest, Kim Nathanson from Cave Creek and Carefree, Arizona. Kim and I have spent some time together, and we really work the business the same way. She is fantastic. She's done this for many years. We have a very similar approach to the business, and that is why I trust her implicitly. Today's episode is a wonderful opportunity to get to know Kim and the area that she serves. So thank you for being on the program this morning, Kim. How are you doing today? Thank you, Dick. I am doing great. I hope you're doing well. I am doing well as well. <laughs> it's so good <laughs> to have you with us. Uh, let's, uh, let's start with your work. Uh, take a minute here. Where are you in your real estate career today? Well, in my real estate career, well, first of all, I, I received my license back in 2013. So this is my eighth year of doing real estate. I've always wanted to get into real estate but raising two active boys was my first priority. The minute my youngest son graduated high school, I got my license, and I absolutely love what I do. I am a referral-based agent, so almost all of my business comes from my sphere of influence, my past clients, my network, and my geographical farm. I absolutely love building relationships with people. I just love what I do, and I can't express it <laughs> anymore. So your approach is with a servant's heart and uh, looking towards relationships. As you work in the business, and as we all work in the business, we wear a lot of different hats. What would be a favorite hat that you wear during your work with all those relationships? I love staging homes. I am a certified stager. So you know, when I get a listing, one of the most favorite things that I love doing is setting the stage for the home to go onto the market and creating the lifestyle that the home represents. Because you know each home represents a lifestyle. That's what we're basically selling when we're selling a home, is the lifestyle that people are going to live when they're in that home. So staging the home and you know, setting it so people can see how that home is presented and how they're going to live in that home, that's the biggest thing that I love the most. I'm also a concierge agent. So I service my clients, whether they're buyers or sellers, from beginning to middle to end and beyond. I have a lot of people, um, service providers in my network. Um, so I love being the influencer and helping them with anything that they need with, regarding real estate or anything um, from you know, a painter to a dog groomer to a caterer. So anything that they need, I love to be that person that's going to provide some type of direction for that. Excellent. And you have that art that you use, that art of staging that you use to present the home as best as possible. Absolutely. And you know, when you know, I when I after we staged, you know, the home, I also think it's important the way we present it. So I love doing lifestyle videos and pictures that go along with that staging. Um, because, you know, as you know, when they're searching for a home, the first place they go to is the internet. When they're looking, if they don't see what they like in the pictures, they're going to click off of that house right away. And so staging it and providing amazing pictures and videos is where I like to go. And it sounds like you're a connector as well in terms of using your network to get that work done so that anytime something is needed during the process, you've got somebody in your stable to help get it done and get it done right. Is that fair to say? 
Absolutely. And I love to work with small businesses and small business owners in the community. Um, you know, so connecting people with the small businesses is a win-win situation for both the business owner and the homeowner. Now, if I'm looking at the map, what is your geographic service area? We say Cave Creek and Carefree. Talk to me about that. Well, I serve the um, entire Phoenix metropolitan area, but I mainly focus on the Cave Creek and the Carefree area, which also it might be considered North Scottsdale and North Phoenix area. Cave Creek and Carefree are amazing towns that I don't think people realize are here when they make their move to Arizona. I work with a lot of people who are relocating from many states throughout you know, the, the United States, a lot of California people, a lot of people from Washington, Chicago. And when they think of you know, Arizona, they mainly think of Phoenix or Scottsdale. I love when people come out here and they think they have an idea of where they want to live and I drive them around to different locations and they find a completely different community of where they thought they wanted to live. And Cave Creek and Carefree are those type of communities. Smaller towns, they're not huge, but they're surrounded by bigger towns. You know, Cave Creek is a little western town. Um, It has a lot of Old West character, um, saloons, western shops. It's a little higher up in elevation than Scottsdale and definitely Phoenix. Phoenix is considered the valley. Cave Creek is about a 2,200 elevation um, and Carefree is about 2,500. So there actually is a difference in temperature in, you know, the winter and summer months. In the summertime, it's about 5 to 8 degrees cooler than Phoenix in Scottsdale, um, which is really nice when the temperatures are 115 degrees. <laughs> and then in the wintertime, we do get a little snow up here, especially if you go up a little bit higher. You, you definitely can get snow a couple years back. Uh, we had about six inches of snow up this way and a little bit higher into the mountains. So it was really interesting. Give me just three bullet points like that you want our listeners to learn about the area today on the show. Would it be jobs or climate or activities? All three of those words are perfect. First of all, you know, if you love sunshine, Arizona is the place for you. Um, you know, we have over 320 sunny days. You, you just can't seem to be in a bad mood when the sun is shining. So climate. The other one, I would say economy oh. and activities. Climate, economy, and activities. Very good. That's what's up ahead, folks. So you talked uh, a little bit about the geography, the mountains, and the, and the difference in elevation and such. What, uh, what about the vibe of those areas, Cave Creek and, and Carefree? You talked about the western town. What else about them that people can kind of understand or, or need to know? Well, it's kind of like you're going back in a time warp away from Phoenix and Scottsdale when you enter into Cave Creek and Carefree. Cave Creek is nestled in the foothills of the Black Mountains, Elephant Butte, Skull Mesa, and Continental Mountains. So you have these beautiful mountains surrounding the area. Cave Creek and Carefree has an Old West character. There's a lot of saloons, western shops, rodeo events, galleries. Art galleries are really big up in this area. So when you're going there, you're feeling like you're stepping back into the Old West, which makes it very unique. You'll see people walking around with their cowboy boots and their hats up in Cave Creek and Carefree. So it, it really has a unique character. Mm. Yeah, love it. Um, you know, Carefree is a smaller town. 
They are known for their sundial that they have there. It's the largest sundial in North America, the third largest in the world. And they're known for their arts and galleries. Both towns are really cute towns, you know, nestled in the mountains. I remember that sundial. When I was out uh, visiting a month or so ago on, on my my conference, uh, you and I spent some time driving around, and I remember that sundial. It is ginormous. Talk about some of the popular activities during the year. Uh, with the temperatures and such, there's uh, quite a difference uh, in opportunities. Uh, say a little bit more about that. What is there to do during the year? You know, if you are love to be outdoors, this is the place for you to be because you can do activities year-round here anywhere from large activities that are going on to smaller activities. We're known for, of course, um, the Phoenix Open, the largest golf tournament that's attended by, by people. The Fiesta Bowl is usually here. Of course, we're known for our spring training, the Cactus League, which is amazing. Carefree and Cave Creek mostly is, is known for their bike week, where we have hundreds of uh, motorcycle enthusiasts who come here and visit on a week that's dedicated to Bike Week, and that's very interesting. Um, mm. Tons of art festivals. There's, of course, there's hiking and biking. And a lot of people don't know that we have amazing lakes here in Arizona. They think it's the desert. They think there's no water here. But we have some amazing lakes that you can go boating on, water skiing on. They have dinner cruises that you can go on, you know, fishing and things like that. So the lakes are beautiful. And then if you go up north to the mountains, you have skiing. People tend to think it's just the desert here. It's not. And if you like your seasons, don't worry. You can still get your seasons here in Arizona. You know, you can travel up to Sedona and Flagstaff where they have pine trees and trees that turn colors and, you know, fall off during the fall. It's just an amazing state to live in. It really is. And I'm originally from the Midwest, and I moved out here in 2006. And, Dick, I have to tell you, I absolutely love this state. I just, I can't say enough about it. Give me a quick story and touch on the thing that turned your heart, if you will, came from the Midwest 15 years ago. Give me an example of a moment that you said, you know, this is different and I absolutely love it. I feel like I'm home. Do you have a story like that? Well, I have several, you know, stories, but I am a golfer and I love to golf. And being from the Midwest, you have a short period of time, you know, that you can golf and the weather's bad and you can't go out. I don't like to golf in the rain. I don't like to golf in the cold weather. And it's so, hard to golf in the snow. It is, too. It's kind of hard to golf in the snow. <laughs> but I have to tell you, I um, went out to a golf course called Quintero, and I played golf there. It's nestled in the mountains, and it, I just, I was in awe. I, I just couldn't believe the beauty. You know, being outdoors in the middle of winter, it's just, you know, we have the most stunning landscape, and we're known for our amazing sunset. And I am always in awe at every sunset because every sunset is so different and just so beautiful. And you can enjoy, you know, in the Midwest, you live in your house, you know, in the winter, you're stuck in the house. Here, you live outside a lot. Um, so you're, you're outside in your backyard, outside on, on people's patios or, or restaurants year round. And just to be able to enjoy that type of lifestyle 
has made it so worth living here because I feel like I'm really living living here in Arizona. So I get the impression that you won't be going back to the Midwest. Is that fair? I'm out here in the West. I'm a West Coast girl now. I am out on the West. (laughs) Now you gave uh, in that, that was a great story. And you gave a number of different reasons why people might be moving to the area. Um, Can you touch on those real quickly? Active retirement, uh, the year round climate, any, any stories on in that regard? Absolutely. You know, we are known for, we do have a lot of second home um, owners out here. So a lot of people go, you know, back to their homes from May to about October, and then they're here October to May. So a lot, when a lot of people come here, they love that we have art festivals and wine festivals and any activity outdoor you can imagine, we have it here. It's almost like I can't tell you how much there is to do here because there is just so much to do. And another thing, I don't think a lot of people realize, we actually have wineries here in Arizona. There's wineries up in Sedona, which Sedona is known as Red Rock Country, and it's mystical up there, so it's just beautiful. We're known as the Grand Canyon State. A lot of people think the Grand Canyon is in Colorado. It's not. It's in Arizona. So Are you we have that. Me? People think it's in Colorado? I've never heard that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's wow. true. Okay. It's true. All right, well, yeah. you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I could go on for hours on what there is to do here, and I don't think there's ever a moment where you're bored here. There's always something to do. There you have it. If you've got uh, any reason to move, Arizona can fill that reason. That sounds, uh, based on your description, that's pretty fair to say. You can do it all there, except right. you can't play golf in the snow. That's one thing. You can play it in the in the hot weather. It's it you know might just take you a little longer to get through, but you can do that. But another great thing about Arizona for women out there, we have low humidity, so you will always have great hair days here. <laughs> <laughs> that is good to know. Okay, <laughs> excellent. Uh, let's turn to employment. Um, now you know down in the valley, Phoenix and and such, there's all kinds of different employment. They have a very very diverse economy. And you can certainly touch on that, but is there anything about the Cave Creek and carefree economy or opportunities, or is it just uh, an excellent way to to commute to work? Uh, What about employment in that area? Well, the economy in Arizona is really growing. There's jobs being created all over the state. We're having, they're saying, 250 people a day relocating to Arizona. Um, We have a lot of big companies that are moving here, tech companies that are moving here, that are bringing the jobs here to Arizona and to this area specifically. The opportunities are endless. What would be a commute time from Carefree and Cave Creek down into the valley, say? Uh, Just as an example, if somebody were thinking, I want to live there and work in Phoenix. It's about 35 minutes from where I live up in, in the Cave Creek area to Old Town Scottsdale, about 30 minutes. And it could be anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes to downtown Phoenix area. Where I'm 15 minutes from the 101, which then you connect to the 51, which takes you right down to Phoenix. So 15 minutes to the highway and maybe another 20 minutes on the, on the 51. Traffic here is, it's not that bad. I won't lie, we are getting a little bit more population here. So the traffic is starting to pick up a little bit more. But the highways are being built around to um, alleviate. So When you come here, and there's terms for Arizona, you have the 101, the 202, and the 303. And they all loop around. So there's definitely some great 
highways to get you to where you want to go. And the highways, are, they're all fairly new. The 101 was finished being built around 98, I believe, 1998-99. And the 303 um, was, just being, was just built and then the extensions of the 202. So our infrastructure of building highways to help alleviate the traffic um, is, is amazing. And I can attest to that. I've been on those freeways, and they are uh, very good shape and uh, well-placed, and that's coming from a lifelong Los Angeles person. So, yes, <laughs> if you want to live out in Cave Creek and carefree, I'm sure you can get around quite easily. And, of course, yes. uh, not everybody has to go into the office um, every day, so there's an opportunity there to uh, stay at home uh, or go into the office a few times a week. So good. That's that's a good opportunity for some folks who are able to uh, to work from home as well. Describe a couple of ways that a new resident can get involved in the community. What's uh, some of those activities you talked about, Bike Week and things like that? Are there any opportunities for the locals to participate in all of that, maybe on a volunteer basis? Absolutely. Um, just up in this area, we have the Foothills Food Bank. We have the Caring Corps. You can volunteer on the hiking trails. Of course, we have the, the Phoenix Open. Hundreds of thousands of people attend that on um, the week that it's here. Um, you can always volunteer for there. I've actually volunteered a couple of times during that tournament. It's so much fun. You know, there are animal rescues that you can volunteer at. Um, we're building more and more hospitals and small little um, ER, you know, hospitals in the area that you can volunteer at. There's a lot of opportunities where you can volunteer. Cave Creek and Carefree has what's called the Thunderbird Art and Wine Festival, which is amazing. And they have it out by the Sundial in Carefree, where local artists come and display and sell their art. And then we have also wineries that come and have their wine. You know, I volunteered there, and people can come and volunteer, you know, and help out during there. There's just so many opportunities to volunteer in the area. What about growth? We, we touched on the freeways and, and how they're handling things. Are other regional services able to keep the pace? As far as building opportunities and things like that? Yeah, you talked about we're getting more hospitals. You've got good freeway system. I know your airport is uh, in great shape. Uh, maybe public transportation, any growing pains involved in any of that with the new population coming in? Well, we did. Our highways, um, the 101 had just expanded um, the lanes to alleviate some of the congestion that was starting to happen. We do have a light rail system that is amazing, that's mostly down by Arizona State University to the downtown area and the Phoenix area down there. We would love for it to come up towards the Scottsdale and North Cities that they're working on that. I know they're trying to get things moving along in that area. We do have some bus services. I don't think a lot of people take the bus as often as I would have liked to. I mean, coming from originally from Illinois and coming from the Chicago area with the L's and the bus systems that they have there, I would love for something like that to happen here. But it's so spread out um, that I think it would make it a little bit more challenging um, and probably very expensive to have a system like that. But they're trying to keep up with the highways, you know, and the light rail and things like that. Yes, a concentrated system like you described, like uh, Chicago and some of the places in the East have, would be just prohibitively expensive. L.A. has argued about that for years, and that's you're very much the same in that sense. Very, very spread out. 
but right. they've compensated quite well with, with the freeways being built the way they are. So it should be fine. But it sounds like they're keeping up quite well with the growth, and they're planning ahead quite well, which is very important. Yes. So what about home prices? Let's talk about real estate. That's one of the reasons we're here today. Let's, uh, let's talk about real estate. We've got quite a variety of home prices uh, here in Southern California, and uh, you've got some uh, exclusive properties in Arizona, as well as many, many, many wonderful communities with uh, more down-to-earth prices. Talk to me a little bit about the median price, the average price, whatever it is that you guys hang your hat on. Okay, well, up here in the Cave Creek in the Carefree area, prices have significantly increased. For um, a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath home, you're going to spend about $500,000. They're still affordable, but the first-time home buyer is having to adjust where they want to purchase their first home or wait a little bit longer and get a bit more down payment so they can afford a, a bigger home. Um, carefree, the median price range for a home in Carefree is about $720,000. A lot of those homes are nestled into the mountains. They're on larger pieces of land. Um, so you're going to pay a little bit more up in the Carefree area. And the average homeowner there is about 67 years of age. So you do get a lot of retirees in Carefree, a lot of second home buyers in Carefree. Cave Creek, the average or the median home price right now is about 485000 creeping up a little bit. So like I said, when you're looking for a home, you know, three, four bedrooms, two and a half bath with a pool, three car garage, two car garage, you're, that's what you're going to be paying in Cave Creek. And the average person living in Cave Creek, the average age is about 57. More families, people that are looking for first-time homes are going to go more towards the Cave Creek area. And Cave Creek is, it's a little different with Cave Creek. You have Cave Creek proper, which is actually in Cave Creek. And then you have somebody like me who have, I have a Cave Creek address, but it's Phoenix Taxes and Phoenix Utilities. And when we were driving around, um, we looked at some new construction, and I believe it was up in, in one of those areas. Tell me a little bit about new construction. What's going on there, and what are the price ranges? Well, I am a certified new build specialist, so I love when somebody comes here and they want to build a new home. Um, we have a lot of growth going on with new build communities in the area. Unfortunately, we have a lot of people who want a new build, so sometimes there are waiting lists to, to get a lot. Sometimes they have to have a lottery system because there are hundreds of people that are looking for new build homes. And you can find new build homes anywhere from a price range of $480,000 on up to the millions of dollars in certain communities, whichever community you want to live in. We have single-family homes. We have villas that they're building, townhomes, patio homes, which are homes with smaller you know, patios. So depending on where you want to live, if you want to live up on a mountain where they're building some villas, you, you have those opportunities. If you want to live in a home with, that's on an acre, we have those opportunities. If you want to purchase a piece of land and build your home on you know, that lot, there's those opportunities. So it's all depending upon what you're looking for. There's definitely new build opportunities in this area. Are some of those new builds including uh, maybe gated communities or they're all planned communities, but are there any that are gauged to a particular lifestyle or a particular age group? 
Yes, we do have some that are 55 plus. We do have some golf course communities, um, and then they have the fitness center and the pools. Um, there's a couple communities up in this area that have, you know, little restaurants and little sh- shops that are within the communities. And then there's some that are just, you know, open communities with no, no gated or anything like that. Some of them are lock and leaves. So if you are going to be a second, you want a second home out here, it's a good place to be in a gated community where you can leave your home for the four months or five months as you go back to whatever, wherever your other home is. Um, so there's really, it's, it's, it's just a variety of, of communities where you can live here. That's fantastic. Uh, what about investment properties? Is it um, reasonable for an investor to uh, buy a property and get a, a good return, if you will, on monthly rent? Absolutely. I have um, an investor. He sold all of his properties in California and has purchased multiple properties here. So for one house he sold in California, he can get two homes here, um, which is what he did. Uh, And they're brand new homes. We turn around, we put them right back on the market, and we get them rented out instantaneously and for a very nice price. And he usually gets long-term residents in his properties. So yes, there's amazing opportunities for investors out here. His properties are year-long leases, but you can also have properties out here that you can use for Airbnb. You can do seasonal rentals. That, you, know, you furnish the property and you have somebody come out for the season, which is October through May, um, where you get definitely higher prices during those times for rentals. Then your price decreases a little bit during the summer months, and you can still rent those during the summer months. They're not empty. Um, we have many, many people that, you know, are looking for short-term rentals. And so investing here in this area is an amazing, there's amazing opportunities. One of the things that we've uh, endured for decades in California is we didn't have any cash flow, any positive cash flow from rentals, but we always hung our hat on the appreciation. But in the last maybe 10 years or so, uh, we've been able to get cash flow each month, uh, positive cash flow, as well as appreciation. And it sounds like you might be in the same boat right now, that you're able to enjoy both. Is that the case? That is the case. We are, our investors are absolutely, even if you're purchasing a home and you're not, invest, you're not renting it out or anything like that, your equity in your home is going up each month. It's crazy. As, as, as soon as a house goes on the market, there's multiple offers and the, the price is just driven up. So whether you're investing the property, you know, you're definitely going to make money when you turn around and sell that home, even if it's in a couple of years. Or if you're buying a home and you're going to hold on to it for five to seven years, you're still going to make money. You know, it's interesting. We're, as a country, we're going through some, some transitions in, in a lot of ways in terms of lifestyle and uh, location of living as the population ages, or at least as the baby boomers age, uh, there are a lot of choices that they have to make. And uh, one of them is coming out where the, where the climate is better, and some of it's chasing their kids, and they've come out here. So it seems to me that the West is going to continue to draw a lot of people, and therefore a lot of demand, and therefore some, some, uh, some appreciation of prices. And I don't think that it's going to slow down in Phoenix because you are just now coming into your own. Is that kind of what people are thinking right now in your area, that this is the beginning of a, of a fairly long boom? Absolutely. What we're seeing is that this trend is going to continue. Home prices are continuing to rise. 
of course, you know, we always have clients or people that are saying, I'm going to wait till the prices drop. Well, they're going to be waiting quite a long time because prices um, are not dropping for a while. If anything, they may level off. We are tending to see more homeowners putting their home on the market, which is a good thing. You know, you're still getting multiple offers. You may not be getting 25 to 40 multiple offers. You may be getting 10 multiple offers. However, if buyers want to wait and to buy, I would tell them do not wait because the more you wait, the prices are going to go up. We are definitely seeing that here. Yes, and not just prices going up, but interest rates going up. And as much as people might think interest rates are going to really temper the the price increases, historically that hasn't always been the case. Prices have continued to rise even as interest rates rise. So there's that conversation too. Obviously, it boils down to a personal, personal belief and a personal decision, but your point is well taken that there's just so much going on right now. It's too many forces at work to have prices slow down or go down anytime soon. Right. And we're also seeing our rental rates are increasing as well. So I can understand if some people, you know, they, they, they're not in a situation right now to purchase, so they have to rent. But if you can purchase a home now, I would suggest you purchase a home now rather than rent because your rent may be more than the mortgage that you have on the house. There you go. That's a statement right there. How can you help an out-of-town buyer with new construction or an out-of-town buyer uh, just going through escrow on a resale property? How can you help them at a distance like that? Well, I'm, I'm big on communication. I communicate with my clients all the time. And I have a lot of clients that purchase homes, new build homes, as well as resale homes from afar. I've shown homes via Facebook, and people have seen homes without even seeing them, which is a little scary as, as a realtor, because when they get there, you're, you're hoping and praying that they love the home <laughs> as much as they thought on the video. But as far as a new build situation, when they're buying a new build and they, you know, they're in a different state, they obviously can't be here for all the steps of during the new build process. So as, you know, their agents, I can be there for them. And, you know, sometimes the agents, the sales agent will go and they'll send them a picture or a video of the process of where the home is. But it's just a brief, you know, not detailed or anything like that because obviously they have hundreds of homes that they're taking care of. So I go in there specifically and I walk through the house. I look at all the electrical outlets as to when we went to the electrical um, appointment, I know where they picked their outlets, where they wanted their outlets to go. And if they're missing an outlet or if I, you know, I see, oh, there, used, there should be an outlet right there, I can call them up and I can say, hey, they missed an outlet. We need to get them back in here. You know, just confirm with me that this is where you wanted it to be. So I am definitely an integral part of the building process, as well as when they're purchasing a resale home. Um, I like to educate them. You know, some people moving here, they're from the Midwest or the East Coast, and we do, you know, home sales are a little bit different here. We have an escrow and title company that handles everything or is back in the Midwest and the East. They use lawyers, and we, we don't have a, you know, a, a table closing Keys don't change hands right away. There's a recording process. So to educate people who are coming from different states is very important because the home buying process is different out here. Yes, it is. And I think we're very similar here in California. So I can attest to that. It is very different than other parts of the country. 
How about somebody who's coming in from out of town and they have already sold their house and they're moving? Can you help them find a rental for a few months before they buy? Absolutely. We do. Like I said, we have a lot of rentals here. And even if there are not specific homes for rent, um, we do have some apartment communities that have homes, furnished homes that they rent, you know, on a, a short-term basis. So there's definitely opportunities for people to find rentals here. I have that situation right now with my clients who are moving here from New Jersey. Their homes sold very quickly. They didn't think it was going to sell that fast. And obviously their home that they're building here is not ready. So they are definitely going to need a rental for in between the time between the, when their home closes in New Jersey and when the house is, is finished being built here. So um, there were many opportunities for rentals for them. So that's definitely a yes. That's encouraging because that's a logistical nightmare in some cases. So that's, that's good Absolutely. that they, they have those options. Now, you talked about walking people through a home uh, with your phone and doing a, a video conference. Uh, as you said, that could be a little scary for us realtors um, because there's so much to know about a home and feel in a home uh, before you actually buy. But people do it. So what are the two or three things that an out-of-town buyer should consider when looking to buy a home, especially if they're going to be doing it at a distance like that? What should they be thinking about? Well, the first thing they should consider is, is if they could get here to look at the area and the home, please do that. It puts a lot of pressure on us if you do it all via video and we're sweating bullets until you get here and, and you love the house. Um, so that's the first thing that I would suggest. If you could definitely come to the area, come to the area. Because they may think they want to live in a certain area. I've had this happen where people are like, well, I want to live you know, in this specific town. They come out here. We spend a couple of days. I take them to that area. They're like, oh, this is not really what we thought it was going to be. And then I take them to a, a couple different areas, and they end up buying a home in an area completely different than where they thought they wanted to be. So it's very important that they know the communities and the areas that they want, they want to live in. You know, do their research on the Internet, you know, things to do around the communities, the homes in those communities, things like that. That is the, the main things that I would say to the people. You really have to know where you want to live in the area. And if you've never been to the area before, I would suggest you come out and view it first before you make any decisions. And from that conversation, from that activity, everything else flows because yes. it's, it's all about location, location, right? Right. All right, so come for a long weekend, and uh, regardless of what happens, you're going to have a fantastic long weekend. Come on out and enjoy the place. We have talked about so much today. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like to add, anything that maybe we didn't touch on that you'd like to add before we, uh, before we bid adieu? Uh, you know, I just have to say that Arizona is an amazing place to live, aside from our sunshine and our stunning sunsets. The homes here are very affordable. Taxes are low. Um, you know, our tax rate is about 0.62%. You know, if you're living in an area where your taxes are just outrageous, the Phoenix metropolitan area is a place to consider. You want to be an outdoors person, this is the place. And you're close to so many other areas. You know, California is a five to six hour drive. You have Las Vegas that's close. You have Colorado that's close. 
Dick, I just can't say enough about it. I've been here since 2006, and I absolutely love it, and I absolutely love putting people into new homes. And anybody that wants to come on out, give me a call. I will take you around and show you amazing things here in Arizona. That sounds fantastic. I'm packing my bags. <laughs> come on out, Dick. <laughs> there we go. Kim Nathanson from Cave Creek and Carefree, Arizona. Thank you for being on the show today. I really enjoyed catching up, and I appreciate your time today. Thank you, Dick. I appreciate it as well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Kim Nathanson from Cave Creek and Carefree, Arizona. And you can tell she's an experienced and personable professional ready to help you land on both feet in the Phoenix metropolitan area. Cave Creek and Carefree, Arizona. If you'd like a formal introduction to Kim, please feel free to contact me or your local agent, and we will be happy to hook you up. And of course, Kim will be happy to consult with you. To understand the value of using a realtor known to me and my colleagues, listen to the first episode of Eyes West. It's called the Eyes West Resource, and it's down at the bottom of the list at number one. I make a few points in that talk, and the most important one is how valuable relationships are when buying or selling a home. And I think you can hear that in Kim's explanations throughout this podcast. Whenever searching for Eyes West, be sure to enter it as one word, Eyes West. And our Facebook page is called Eyes West Podcast. It's got all the episodes posted and some fun articles about life in the West. So be sure to check that out as well. And you can learn a little bit more about me by Googling Dick Crawford Realtor. I'm always available for your real estate needs here in North Orange County, and I have trustworthy colleagues throughout California who can help in areas outside my expertise. That's all for today. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you, Kim. And until next time, be good, be well, and be safe.